John Geek. You're listening to the Geeks of the Grace podcast. My name is Cody Armour. I'm here with Joe Morgan. Cat Sooks. <laughs> and Shelly Walter. Yar! Yar? Oh, that's right. It's, yeah, it's <laughs> Talk National like a Talk Like a Pirate Day, and I almost forgot about it, but then I just remembered. So. Is that... Okay, somebody, like, signed off somewhere and told me to talk like a pirate, and I was so confused. Now I understand. Everything yep, makes it. sense in life. <laughs> How are you guys doing this week? I'm doing okay. Good. I'm worn out. It's been a good week, though. Yeah, good. I don't know. I'm just, like, really tired right now, but I got... Red Bull! I don't drink Red Bull. I don't have any Red Bull. Yeah. I'm like you. You have Red Bull everywhere, all the time. <laughs> I have red. I have a Red Bull at every podcast. If anyone's wondering, um, yeah, I did have one at uh, did not have one when we were in packs. I didn't think about that. I should have had a Red Bull. No, nope, you what didn't. A, you liar. Should have had I a Red Bull. I definitely had enough energy that <laughs> night though, so we're all good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what are you guys gonna get out about? Let's start with you, Joe. Okay. Um. So. I got into the Four Honor Alpha, okay, and played through that. I put probably six or seven hours of that in this weekend. Um, if you all saw the video, uh, I got to play that at PAX, and I only got to play a single game of that at PAX. You can find it at YouTube.com/slash/GeeksUnderGrace. There you go. Um, but I got probably six to eight hours into this Alpha, mm-hmm. and it was the most infuriating experience i've had playing a video game in 15 years which is super opposite wow. from what we brought up in the video like we were stoked about it when you did yeah the video. so yeah, it sounded like it was awesome but yeah so you know nobody really knew any of the intricacies going into the demo at pax mm-hmm. we knew you can block three directions and swing in those same directions well, the alpha makes you go through the tutorial, and then it, you know, puts you in the game. You got six classes you can pick from. What they don't tell you, they bury into the menus, and you got to figure out for yourself is that each class has its own specific combos and special moves. Okay. And they don't tell you anything about it. Anything you have to find it all for yourself. And so, like, you know, depending on the situation, I'm walking up on a guy, and I'm he kicks me off a ledge and instantly kills me. I'm like, how did he do that? Like, I've played as that character 11 games, and I haven't figured out how to do that yet. Yeah. Um, and I figured some of it out, but it's just there is there are usability issues right now. Like, by the end of the alpha, uh, you know, in a game of eight players, four on four, probably six of them were all playing the same class. So it wasn't really – it didn't feel balanced. Everybody okay. was going for the same thing. So they've got a lot of work to do. Of course, it was an alpha – I had a lot of technical hiccups while I was playing. Game would crash on me and that sort of thing. But I really want to see them fix a lot of stuff for beta time. Right. Uh, based on what I experienced in that alpha, I will not currently be picking the game up, which is not where I thought I would stand after the PAX demo. Yeah, I was watching the demo, and I was just I was so stoked for it. Yeah. So you said this, and I was so sad because, I mean, if it's unbalanced, that completely ruins the whole idea for me of having these three different factions and have them different classes and yeah yeah that's super frustrating you know just obviously the people try to show the best of a game at packs and conventions like that but if it's really so different from the actual game if you're gonna hide that much from the actual game that's right. just it's really misleading and stupid now- that said, they did do some really cool stuff that I didn't get to see at packs. So, like, mm-hmm. as you play, you know, you can level up. 
you can earn um, you can earn new stuff. So like for your samurai, you know, you mm -hmm. can unlock new helmets or like for your weapon, That's you cool. can unlock a new pommel or a new handguard or a new type of blade that'll give you some sort of benefit. You can totally paint out your armor. You can design your own coat of arms. So they can I make it purple and yellow? Uh, yeah, I think you could. That's all I, I need to know. <laughs> I actually went down the Morgan family crest on online oh, and wow. designed the Morgan family crest in the game. It was Whoa. cool. So it, there's a lot of cool stuff they're doing. I I just really hope it bears out and we get to see a good product, you know, in the end. So right. um, on top of that, I've been playing, believe it or not, Pacross 3D Part 2. I never thought I would play a Pacross game. Um, but I heard a couple of guys on another podcast talking about it, so I picked it up, and I've I've been playing it for like an hour every night before I go to bed, and it's a lot of fun. Uh, it's like Sudoku mixed with images, so like you're building 3D models out of like Sudoku blocks, okay. kind of chipping a block away at a time using uh, a little bit of deductive reasoning to figure stuff out. And so like you know you may Sudoku. chip away these. What's that? Oh, I was saying I, I love Sudoku, so. You'd probably dig this thing because it's like, you know, it, it lets you know you need to chip away, like, of this row in this column, you're going to have one orange block and one blue block. And then mm -hmm. you, you figure all this stuff out, and by the end, you've chiseled away what is a cat. And so okay. it'll, it'll, it'll be a 3D model of a yeah. cat or That's whatever. cool. So it's huh. pretty cool. Yeah, I'm, I'm digging it. Um, I played through Rive. From two tribes, yeah. we saw them at PAX as well. I was very impressed with it at PAX. I beat the game. I was up to like 3 a.m. one night <laughs> over the weekend beating the game. Um, and I'm working on the review right now. Mm -hmm. like I, I wrote about three paragraphs before we started recording tonight. So um, that game is flipping awesome. It looks really cool. It's one of yeah. my favorite gaming experiences i've had in a long so i had one of my wow. best experiences in and a long worse. time and one of my worst for the for the second wow. so, yeah i mean like rive is incredible it's a it's a 2d platformer but you use the right joystick and you can shoot in any direction right and so it's you know it's got crazy sections where you're like running and jumping like trying to outmaneuver lava and all this sort of stuff or you know, fight these big massive bosses, and and you can get special weapon power ups and all this crazy stuff. Um, all said and done, it's probably five to six hours. But like, the regular mode in the game is hard mode. It has no normal. Like, it's not like just pick up and play. Right. The front menu says hard mode, <laughs> and the game is full of video game references and humor. He mentioned okay. the dragon punch in the first minute of the game, and like. <laughs> They explicitly yeah. mention R-Type and, and other games and stuff throughout the game. Um, and it's got more modes than that. So once you beat the game, you can also do like a speedrun mode where you try to make it as far as you can. There are leaderboards for every level. I, I was actually seventh in the world on one of those l levels. Hey. Cool. I was like, <laughs> no way. Really? Yeah. It's, it's cool. So um, my review of that's going to be Gleaming. And if you are on the fence about it, please go look it up. It is a baller. It is really cool. Awesome. Then one final game and I'll be done. I'll shut up and let Shelly talk. <laughs> uh, I fine. picked up ReCore this week. Okay. 
Recore is really cool. I'm really enjoying it. Uh, I'm about five hours in. I've heard that the game starts to bog on the back end. But as of right now, I've got two of the five robots you can unlock. One of the things I think that is coolest about this, though, I tried this out. I've got a Windows 10 machine. I played about four hours on my Xbox One and then downloaded the game onto my Windows 10 machine because it saw that I'd already owned it on my Xbox One account. I was able to download it, logged into Xbox Live on my on my PC. It instantly, instantly realized where I was at in the story and let me pick up and go from there, but it let me do all the graphical tweaks and stuff so I could use the power of my machine. Because you know, I got a pretty beastly PC. And so like instead of being capped at 30 frames a second, I was able to uncap the frame rate and Oh cool. And like mess around with the with the uh, resolution and all that sort of stuff. So uh, and and it's amazing to me how easy it, it pops from one to another. Pretty rough load times on the Xbox One version. I'm talking like three minutes, and when oh, I switched wow. to my PC that changed about 10 seconds. <laughs> so. Wow. But yeah, that's that's about it for the week for me. Cool. How about you, Shelly? Uh, so I have been continually playing Dragon Age Inquisition. I told myself I was going to finish it before school starts. <laughs> I don't think that's going to happen. I don't I don't think that's going to be even close to happening. I thought um, you already especially, finished it. I finished it. I'm playing through it again. Um, okay. And I'm now realizing just how much I missed the first time. There's entire locations. There's like three entire locations full of side quests, full of craziness that I missed the first time. Oh, wow. And I kind of feel stupid for not doing it. Um, but, gosh, the game is so big. And I, Origin, yesterday or the day before, had a sale going on. I'm not sure if it's still going on, but they basically just half off anything. Um, or essentially everything, including DLC. So I bought two DLC for Dragon Age, which it's weird. Like, I hardly buy DLC for any games, but Dragon Age just, <laughs> I can't not get it. And a lot of people that I know who have played the DLC highly recommend it. So I'm like, hey, why not? Two for the price of one. You know, it should be fine. But that also means that's like an extra 20 hours or so added on to what I already have to finish. So. I mean, we'll see. We'll see if I finish it uh, before school. I don't think it's going to happen, though. Um, besides that, I streamed Skyrim the other day, and that was super fun. I totally forgot basically everything in Skyrim. Uh, but then I was actually playing some of the DLC in that, because I just bought it, and it came with all the DLC originally. Um, and, yeah, I had lots of people who were just like, no, you need to do this, you need to go here. I was totally lost, but at least everyone else knew what was happening. So <laughs> that was that was a blast, really. I now I want to keep playing Skyrim, but I have to finish Inquisition, and there's all these other games I have to play. Ugh. We were talking you in know. the Twitch stream that a great Skyrim mod would be the choice to try to evangelize to anything you attack. <laughs> uh, we had hilarious conversations with a mace or something. Yeah, oh, <laughs> instead of so if it starts like aggroing it's mad at you you could be like have you heard the good news <laughs> and just <laughs> see the reactions and so there was a whole thing with the dragon and we were like dragon sir have you heard the good news about our lord and savior jesus christ and then it was like no death by fire okay <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness but, uh, if someone makes that happen i'll be so super happy 
Jesus is the greatest. Fusro, duh. (laughs) (laughs) And then someone said, like, they would love if there was a whole story to it. If they had, there was one God, and that was, like, something that people started talking about. And then there was a Jesus figure that wasn't called Jesus in it that was walking around and, like, you could interact with, but would you'd hear things from other people. Uh, It'd be cool. Very interesting. In a Skyrim world, that would be really strange. Yeah. Uh, but besides that, school, again, school is starting soon, which is crazy, but that also means I'm going to get back into D&D that I'm, I'm super excited I think for. the crazier part's that you haven't started school back yet. Everyone out here has been in school I for know, a month. I know, because we use a quarter system, and we start almost in October, but then we also get out in, like, mid-June. So it kind of balances itself out. Because most schools get out in, like, May, so. Yeah. I don't know. My school's weird, but it's 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 fun. I love it a lot. But you get more yeah, that way. D&D. I haven't seen any of my D and D buddies pretty much at all. All of them live far away, so I don't get to see them. Shut up, Molly. Sorry, that's my dog. <laughs> uh, but I, it's gonna be great. So you tell them, Molly. Molly, you are so loud. <laughs> I know. Shut up. <laughs> cool. And that's it. Should <laughs> 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 go close the window. I'm gonna go close the window. That I'm gonna. I'm, I'll be right back. <laughs> Molly, you're so loud. Hey, shut up. <laughs> How to podcast? Molly, Molly, Mo Molly, banana fan of Foley. <laughs> All right, sorry about that, LJ. <laughs> <laughs> I was done, so you can go. Okay. Um. So for me, I haven't really been playing any video games. Uh, Rocket League. I'm always playing Rocket League. That's that Rocket doesn't count. League. Rocket League. Rocket League. I've also continued the anime Madoka Magica, which is interesting. Um, <laughs> that's that's a unique word to use for that. <laughs> I don't. I don't. That usually know means there are things I, I want to say that I'm not allowed to say. No, it's like it. I don't know how to explain what's happening in this. What I do love is I haven't seen any fan service in this. Maybe a couple of shots, but they weren't like it wasn't clothing or anything. Um, they just, anime's got a weird thing with, like, zooming in, taking a shot of someone's butt, and then zooming out to <laughs> the person. All the time. It doesn't matter what the anime is. It could be Pokemon. And they do that. I don't get it. But, uh, besides that, like, they're all dressed pretty modestly. Um, they're middle school girls, and they respect their middle school girls, and don't try to, like, hypersexualize them, which is nice. That's a good thing. Yeah. So, that part is really great. Uh, and that, like, it's, it's not a bad anime. Uh, it needs another movie. I really hope they make another movie because where it ended was terrible. Um, and uh, I just, if you've watched, have you guys watched Don't Hug Me, I'm Scared before? Oh, I have no idea what <laughs> yeah. you just said. Don't Hug All Me, right. I'm Scared well, is an experience. <laughs> there you go, Joe. So Shelly knows exactly what Madoka Magic is now. <laughs> oh, no. Because I'm Madoka never watching Magica it. Madoka is Don't Hug Me, I'm Scared in anime form. It starts off super normal. You're like, what am I watching? And then you're pretty sure 
that you're being fed subliminal messages, but you can't figure out what those subliminal messages are, so they're not doing a very oh, good job. I, ugh. <laughs> <laughs> like, Don't hug me, I'm scared it's the most weird thing I've ever seen. Things are flashing on the screen, so I'm pretty sure that, like, I don't know, if you're worried about subliminal messaging type stuff, then don't watch it, because I'm almost positive something's going on there. But, uh, as far as, like, none of it makes sense. I don't I don't know what I was watching. It was two hours of me just going, what is happening? Why are they singing to this monster? Yeah, um, you keep watching it. Yeah, I keep, it's, I don't, maybe, I don't know. I don't know what it is. Um, it's a great show. I, I brought it up in the Geeks and Grace community page, and uh, everyone on there loved it. And we're like, isn't it great? And I'm like, I, I don't know if it's great or not. i still trying to process everything. Um, but yeah. If you haven't watched Don't Hug Me, I'm Scared, and you uh, aren't like worried about some little messaging type stuff, watch it, and then the the emotion that you get is, don't hug me, I'm scared. Um, <laughs> that's, that's all I got. I don't, I don't know. Um, it is the least uh, like, fan-service-y anime that I've seen, so I really like that. Uh, it'll just mess with your head, and you will be... I'm really glad that this show exists because, like, I'm never anyone who uh, ever wants to do drugs. I'm sure they can watch this, and it's going to be very similar. I've never done drugs. Have you ever but seen I... a scanner darkly? Seen what? A scanner darkly. I know. That's one that makes you feel like you're doing drugs. <laughs> this, uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure it's what LSD's like. Um, mm-hmm. but anyways, I've been doing that. Also, I went to Trade Smart. Uh, Hastings and Trade Smart are closing, and if you don't What's know what that Trade is, Smart? it's I like a, it's like a convention, um, like a convention floor almost. The shopping at most like anime conventions or uh, comic conventions, but it's like a whole store and it's year round. Um, they sell comic books it's and video games all the time. Clothing. Um, I don't know how to explain it. it it's really really cool. Uh, but they're going out of business, and so they're having a closing sale. And so my wife bought on sale, like it was 70% off. No, it was 90% off because it was 70%, and then it was 20% off that final Good price. Um, and she still ended up spending $50 on comics. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how, but they're... Uh, um, 100 million comics. <laughs> it's a lot. And they're all Bravest Warriors, which you haven't seen that. Go watch it. It's amazing. Um, and... Uh, you've probably heard of Adventure Time, and Adventure Time creators have made Bravest Warriors. So we got Bravest Warriors comics and Adventure Time comics. They're all really cool. I love the covers. The art is amazing um, on the covers for these things. Cat Inside the comics. the only one I know from any of that. And that's I'm just Cat because Bug. you guys introduced me to Catbug during PAX. Catbug's amazing. <laughs> uh, Drop it! A- okay! Drop it! Okay! Anyways, Catbug's amazing. You should, you should go watch the show. Uh, so we did that, and then... Uh, I heard that Banjo-Kazooie Nuts and Bolts is the worst game ever made, so I bought it, because it was $2. Oh, dude, made. I could have gave it to you free! <laughs> it was $2. I got a copy with ReCore. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I got it for $2.50, so I don't feel too oh, bad. Oh, okay. I don't feel too bad. Then. That's really true. <laughs> real it was $5, and then it was half off. Um, okay. I, so I bought that, and I bought Borderlands, because I've never played Borderlands before. The Xbox 360, and that was only ten hey. bucks. Um, yeah, 
But my Xbox 360 controller doesn't work, apparently, so I have to go find one. I almost think it's a sign that I shouldn't play Banjo-Kazooie Nuts and Bolts, but um, I'm going to try anyways. I want to play Nuts and Bolts, and I want to play Sonic 06, regardless of what anybody says. Great. They're on my bucket list. You say want, but you're using that (laughs) term quite loosely, I'm sure. (laughs) I need to experience it for myself. Do you? I, I do. You should stream it, and then we can all laugh <laughs> I, I at do you. that, too. <laughs> um, <laughs> LJ, our producer, is like, no, you don't want to play that game. I do. I really want to play it. I think it's going to oh, be great. Okay. It's going to be really? as bad as this live-action Sonic movie that they're talking about making. That's a thing that's uh, happening. Shut up. No, no, it's not. It is. <laughs> I have heard. I don't believe you. Um, yeah, that's, that's all I'm geeking out about. Uh, hopefully, I, I will be playing Banjo Kazooie Nuts and Bolts by the next podcast, but we'll see. Um, but yeah, let's get into our Twitter discussion question because I'm really excited about this. What's been the most moving, uh, impactful experience you've had being affiliated with Geeks Under Grace? And this is by Colby Bryant. I think mine and Joe's are the same, so we're going to let Shelly go first. Oh, great. I thought you were going to say yours and I would lean to mine because I can't. I don't have a pinpoint experience. At least not that I could think of. There's I don't not think like. Grace. There's not like one one moment where it's like I was. I don't know. I don't. I don't get moved often. Like you know, <laughs> if that makes any sense. But I think during so we've had two pled drives now. We have yes. had two of those and. Especially the first one, like, I just saw our community come together so much. And then, you know, being a part of the Twitch team and, like, getting all of that figured out and just being able to go online and, like, have someone streaming no matter what. And then raising the money that we did. I don't know. That whole time mm-hmm. was amazing. Yeah. And I would say that's that would be my most movie impactful experience, even though it wasn't necessarily moving I think it was impactful, for sure. At least for me. It reminded me of what we're trying to do as GUG and what, like, the people are. Who the people are. Not what the people are. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I think I would say that. Awesome. How about you, Joe? Okay, so... I'll let you tell the story. This was actually during the last pledge drive that we did. Um, It was... Was it the first night? I think I so. Think you were playing uh, Tomb Raider, Rise of Tomb Raider, the yep. Tomb Raider, and uh, yeah, playing Rise of the Tomb Raider. We had someone jump in, um, totally random, I believe, like just found us, mm-hmm. um, but ended up opening up quite a bit. Um, things they were struggling with, a lot going on in their lives. Uh, and asked that I pray for them. So, paused the game, stopped right there, prayed in the middle of the stream, in the middle of a game of Tomb Raider. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it was just cool. It was real. It was it was something else. Remember his words were, so you guys are Christians, and we said yes. And then he goes, like the bra- praying kind of Christians. And we were like, yeah. well, yeah. And he was like, well, then can you pray for me? And my heart was just like, oh, that's so cool. This is what we're about. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I, yeah. I may never have another experience like that again. But that was, that was, <laughs> that was the quintessential. Like, if you boiled down what 
I want out of Geeks Under Grace. It's that sort of experience. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Definitely. I think I have a couple of them. Um, that was for me the the defining moment um, for Geeks Under Grace for me. That is to me what Geeks Under Grace is: um, bringing people to God through video games um, or any, anything in pop culture. But yeah. um, you know, through our lens is really really cool. Um, getting to reach out to that demographic. Uh, the second one for me is at PAX, and you guys got to kind of see this in my overly dramatic uh, Patreon video you may have seen on our YouTube channel, um, where I was like, you know, we went to PAX, 250,000 people, um, and the big one for me was the uh, few indie developers we talked to, and it was more than one which hit me hard, said thank you, um, and they weren't Christians, but uh, they appreciated what we were doing because they yeah. felt that it was an unreachable demographic and we were opening that door back up for them. Yeah, so, I mean, we even had we had, you know, people not of the faith that were designing board games for yeah. Christians that that were pulling us aside and asking us questions. Mm-hmm. So, well, I think that uh, you know the Twitch praying for at the Twitch uh, pledge drive that was a defining moment for me, um, and. This last PAX for me uh, opened me up to our potential. Um, yeah. There's always been hopes, but I think that uh, the uh, my experience at PAX kind of turned what we're doing into much more of a reality. Those hopes into much more of a reality for me. Um, that what we're doing is actually impacting, and that we um, are and can legitimately make a difference if we get ourselves out there. Totally. Yeah. Yep. So those those are mine. Uh, before we start crying, Shelley, why don't you get <laughs> into the into the movie news? All right. Movie so, news. Movie news. Yay! Movie news. So <laughs> we kind of heard we've heard some rumors about a Spawn movie. It yeah. sounds like it's officially in the works, and that's mm-hmm. going to be. Kind of edgy, kind of dark, kind of... Uh, I almost said Raid M for Mature. That's not how movies works. That is Spawn's thing, though, right? Yeah. I, Spawn I think is... the reason they're making a big deal about that is because the last one was really goofy and cheesy. Yeah, I can understand that. So, um, It's definitely going to be dark. I'm, I'm excited for it, though. But yeah. So if you if you like Spawn right out of the comics, hopefully he's like, you'll like this movie. Possessed by a demon or something? I can't remember how it all works. Someone's gonna be really mad at me for not knowing his storyline. But uh, every You're time a he terrible uses geek, power, Cody. How do you not know this? It's right. There. Every time he uses his powers, <laughs> it like kills him a little bit. Ooh. So it's definitely like a dark idea. But there's a giant blue clown that's a bad guy, and the giant blue clown was like John Leguizamo, really bad in the last movie. Yeah. <laughs> it was John Leguizamo, the guy that played Mario Mario. No, he was Luigi Mario. <laughs> no, it would have been Mario Mario. Mario Mario and Luigi Mario. Right? There's no way the clown was Luigi Mario. Yes, that was Luigi. Really? That's so <laughs> weird. Your name is Mario Mario and Luigi Mario. <laughs> I like that movie. Bros. I know it was terrible and awful, but that movie was great. 
Okay. <laughs> Moving on. So, Harley Quinn movie. It's like, yeah. it's like happening. It is. And yeah. the actress for Harley Quinn is going to produce it and going to act in it. And there's going to be all these other DC heroines and, and craziness. So, yeah. Yeah, I like kept hearing rumors and I was like, I don't think this is actually going to happen. I'm really surprised that uh, like Margaret Robbie was like, I'll produce it if I have to. Like, yeah, she's she's determined. Like I yeah, I heard the rumors and knew she was like, Yeah, there has to be a Harley Quinn movie. I'm like, okay, that'd be cool. But it sounds like if it's coming out of her own pocket, if she re- she really wants it then. <laughs> well, I don't know about out of her own pocket. But, well, yeah. I mean if she's producing it, it's it's yeah because of her. So I think it's I think it's a cool idea, but I think it's really interesting that Marvel is very like who can we use? To make our movies because we're running out of characters because X-Men owns them all. And then you have DC uh, that's yeah. like, let's use the most obscure. I mean, she's not super obscure, but like they haven't even hit any of the main characters besides Batman and Superman really yet. Flash has been introduced, but we don't have a Flash movie. And they're getting into like like deep diving already as if they're running mm-hmm. out of characters to use. I think it's interesting. Yeah, but I mean, if people are going to go watch it. Yeah, so she's, I, I mean, she's it. popular right now. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Especially at, like, Suicide Squad, everyone wants to see more Holly Quinn. So it just makes some, makes sense to make really a whole movie well. out of it. I'm yeah. hoping that with it, we get to see more of the uh, the Stockholm Syndrome that she has with the Joker. Um, and then we get to see more of a stronger um, leadership and, like, her pulling away from the Joker in her own movie. Yeah. Uh, because that's kind of when she gets in her own comics is when she realizes the Joker's abusing her and, like, steps back from him. Um, but we'll see. Yeah. I'm, I'm interested, I'd, for sure. I'd be super happy to see that. Uh, but, yeah. yeah, if you like Suicide Squad and if you really like Tyler Quinn, there is hope for you in the future for another Tyler Quinn movie. That's it for the main sort of news. But going to what's coming out of theaters this week, we got The Magnificent Seven... I'm That's trying to gonna remember. Be so cool. Yeah, Chris Pratt. I know there's there's like hype for Denzel it. Washington, Chris Pratt. Yeah. The guy that played the big baby enemy in Daredevil. Baby enemy. What? <laughs> the bad guy in Daredevil <laughs> acts like a giant man child that throws a tantrum every time. <laughs> so. Did you mean Kylo Ren? Kingpin. Yeah, he is the kingpin, but I can't remember. I can't what, remember what is the name. Vincent D'Onofrio. Okay, he's in uh, Jurassic World with Chris Pratt as well. He's a good actor, but not as kingpin. Like he literally just looks like a big whiny. <laughs> like they took my toys and I'm gonna beat them all up now. I mean, I think that's what kingpin is, isn't he? He's just a giant rich man. That throws temper tantrums? I don't know. He's like Lex Lex Luthor without his powers. It's just the way he portrays that character in Daredevil (laughs) makes me feel like he is the dumbest supervillain ever. Like, (laughs) mentally the dumbest supervillain ever. (laughs) I have a I I kill you. (laughs) I'm rich. Kylo Kingpin. You make me angry. (laughs) Okay. 
Well, uh, now we know how Joe feels. <laughs> yeah. So if you want to see Magnificent Seven, you could go see that. That's right, PG thirteen. <laughs> what a segue. <laughs> I can never segue with you guys. You're in everything. It is a dumb big man with a diaper. <laughs> well, Magnificent Seven. You'll see seven. him in Magnificent Seven. <laughs> it gets better because we're, I got a segue for you. We're talking about babies and diapers. Oh, and the next one, Shelly. No, I wanted to do that. Do it. Now do you it. That. You could go see Storks. That also involves babies and diapers. <laughs> Is it really? Oh, I mean, is it really about like storks? It... Yeah, but there is. It's, it's an animated movie. It's very PG. It actually looks. I mean, in my opinion, it looks kind of stupid. But if you want a family-friendly movie, I'm sure that's that's the one to go after. Again, I, there's this thing this year in 2016 where there's too many animated animal movies. Therefore, I don't know. I don't know. If you want to see another animated animal movie, you could go see Storks. It involves storks. It involves babies. It involves That's weird. I, I feel like you're know. just gonna confuse children. It's They're like gonna, I mean, like if you get know, confused okay. with the movie about pigs, you got porks. <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> the dweebier geeks are dorks. Yeah. <laughs> the I think the premise of the movie Joe's is that. Storks no longer deliver babies, so there's this one baby that no one's delivering to its family, and what's one stork and this person, who's not a stork, is trying to deliver this baby. I don't really understand it. I don't know. I don't know. Is it DreamWorks who made it? I don't know. If it was a movie about Victor, you could pop corks. Oh, but now I'm sold. From the studio that delivered the Lego movie. Yeah, they're just doing that. They're just saying that because that was actually successful. <laughs> it was a great yeah. movie. The Blue Raja I don't know if Storks sports. is going to be successful. I mean, it features I mean, a Jason Drillo song, and I love him, so I'm I'm cool with that. But besides that, it just kind of looks like... It Pratt's looks like it. Hotel Transylvania and animation, which I don't like. I did not like the animation of that movie, so... Okay. Chocobos yeah. make work. <laughs> all right done. that's all in theaters there's more in theaters but none of the rest of them are interesting so <laughs> i'm just gonna move on to blu-ray <laughs> going to new york's i mean uh, anything less interesting than storks <laughs> yeah well i just threw it in there because it's the only pg option they don't throw a lot what? of pg movies in the theaters anymore they're all rated r and rated pg-13 so <laughs> There's your family-friendly option. On Blu-ray, you can get TMNT out of the shadows. If you yeah. really like TMNT, like Cody. Cody's probably going to get it. It was a decent movie. <laughs> I'm going to watch it again, I think. Uh, I, not I did not understand how much hate it got. Like, you know, really... Just nobody talked about it. Like Nobody cared. I don't know. I never saw, it. I never saw any of the TMNT live-action movies, so... Never? No. Oh, yeah. You would have been like... Those Not movies would have been yet. out for 15 years by the time you were born. <laughs> Is it that long? No, it came out I in like 93. Know. 93? That's still before I was born. I was a year old. Just leave the pizza. 
We're expecting maybe the chucker. Adam's Tubular. family. Anyway. The old movies were good. This one is stayed very true to the cartoons, I felt like. Um, the first one I got was, like, overly Michael Bay. Uh, this one definitely has that Michael Bay feel. But uh, the turtles were very much the turtles in this. That's probably um, a good thing. Plus, All I know is that it has Fox. Megan Fox, and I don't like her, so I don't really have I still don't understand that. She should should not have been uh, April O'Neil in any way at all. She just needs to... I don't know what she needs to do. She needs to find a hobby that's not acting. (laughs) (laughs) It's not a hobby, it's a job. There's places for her. Like, in Transformers, it made sense because she was a made-up character. April O'Neil is way too iconic to, like... To lower your standards that low. (laughs) 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 <laughs> I, I don't I don't want to be terrible. Uh I just think that someone else could have been a better April O'Neil, for sure. Um Probably. I don't know. There's a lot I of people. wouldn't know. Like even here's the thing though. I would put Emma Watson in anything. I wouldn't have had her be April O'Neil either. So it's just like I don't know, they just didn't have the right person for it. Um they should have done better casting. But the rest of the show's great. The turtles were the turtles. Anyways. Tubular. Moving on. Done Cowabunga. No more. Goodbye. Uh, TV. This is weird, because I said I was going to start doing the uh, poll list for TV as shows were coming out. Um, and it's a good thing that I said that, because I really didn't see any news that was interesting. Um, we got some shots of Supergirl and Superman together, which is cool. Um, there's been a few Ghost Rider things that have come out. Um, but they better have, because by the time you listen to this, the first episode of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Ghost Rider has already aired, um, which I'm so stoked about. I can't wait to watch that. Um, that's going to bring a lot of people back to Agent Shield, I think. Uh, but coming out this week, Monday, uh, so the day that we're recording this, Big Bang Theory is coming back out. Nice. Um, yeah, and I know a lot of people love Big Bang Theory. It's like the biggest sitcom, isn't it? Or was it's for a little while. One. It was, yeah, something like that. It was most beautiful. Uh, Gotham. Which I I can't watch Gotham. I'm probably gonna watch it sooner or later. I really yeah, Gotham love... season two's on Netflix, right? I think so. I got an uh, email perhaps? from Netflix today about that. So season three is starting last Monday from when you're listening to this. Um, I saw a clip of the character who plays Jerome in the show, and Jerome is one rendition of the Joker because I guess Gotham has multiple renditions, and he does phenomenal. Um, and there are um, little tidbits of him being back in the show, and that might actually make me watch it. Uh, I watched the first episode and turned it off, and I know you should never do that, um, <laughs> but it was CSI Gotham, and I was bored. CSI Gotham. It was CSI Gotham, and they were so ridiculous with the Easter eggs. Like, it wasn't hinted at all. They were just like, this guy is the Riddler. We want you to know. This guy, he is the Penguin. I hate Don't to tell you this, but CSI Gotham sounds actually exactly perfect because Batman is the world's greatest detective. <laughs> well, Batman's not in it. Oh. Mm. Yeah, that's the well, whole thing. Bruce that's why it's called Gotham. It, he's like 12 years old. Oh. It uh, takes. So it's Commissioner Gordon is just became a cop. Okay. Or a detective. Um, and so it's his story following all the crime in Gotham. Um, and... Bruce Wayne had just lost his parents when this starts. 
Um, so it's interesting, but it is it's CSI Gotham. <laughs> it's like okay. criminal investigation. I mean, uh, CSI is all kind of made up anyway, so why not have a made up city? <laughs> yeah. Um, I just if you want to watch CSI show, watch it. I like I said, Jerome. Um, I don't remember the actor's name, but he has this. If you like Jack Nicholson's Joker, um, and you like Heath Ledger's Joker, you need to watch just Jerome's performance as a Joker on YouTube or something because it is amazing. It's really too bad he's so young that uh, he couldn't be the Joker now, but he would have. He's gonna be a perfect Joker um, if they continue with him. He just he does so very well. Okay. Uh, and then, like I said, Tuesday, Agent Shield. Friday, didn't know this was a thing, but I guess MacGyver is being rebooted. So there is a series premiere for MacGyver. I saw MacGruber. that. Not MacGruber, you child. child. <laughs> yeah. A youngin. Back in our Sorry. day. We're talking about the guy that would kill you with a paperclip because he turned it into a nuclear device. Yep. That's the only other thing I know about MacGyver is I can make a bomb out of anything. Or anything out of I, anything. I'm kind of excited about the show. It reminded me a lot of Chuck, the way that they had everything structured. Um, the new one? Chuck, yeah, the new MacGyver. Okay. Um, but it's going to be very gimmicky. Uh, they were in the commercial. He's like, we, we messed up plan A. What's plan B? And he goes, same as always. And they all three, like the whole team at the same time goes, improvise. And then he does his thing, and it's silly. And then they're like, how are you going to get out of this? And he's like, foil. And they're like, you're joking, right? And he's like, a man never jokes about his foil. <laughs> so, Isn't that kind of the term for... Foil is a term for... I forget it. Never mind. <laughs> it's a math That's, that's term, a little bit of a deep cut. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't know. I think... I would watch it on Netflix. I don't know if I'm going to watch it live because I watch so many things. Um, but it looks interesting. Uh, if you liked MacGyver back in the day, I think that it's going to be good. The one thing I don't like is that he has MacGyver's hair. And I understand giving him MacGyver's hair because you want that iconic look. But it takes place in modern day times. Like, he does not need 80s uh, hair band hair. Well, that's part of the gimmick, is it not? Like, I guess, probably? but... And, like, they try to modernize it, but it just looks like he uses a ton of hairspray because it's an 80s hairstyle. And okay. it's it's literally, like, he looks like he's in his early 20s, MacGyver hair, but modern-day everything else. That was one thing I did have an issue with. And then on Friday, also, something that I think is kind of interesting. Um, I heard sci-fi is getting better with their stuff, um, so I hope this is good. But they are making a Van Helsing show. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what's interesting about this is it's modern-day times as well. Um, which has been a new fad is take these older shows um, or things that even take place like uh, Sherlock Holmes and bring it into modern times. Van Helsing is also modern. Um, but the weird thing is I'm thinking that um, the character is a, a uh, descendant of the original Van Helsing. Uh, they kind of hinted that, but it's a woman. And the woman is Van Helsing, which I think is cool. Oh, interesting. That is interesting. Yeah. So we'll see. A lot of shows coming out. Um, we're probably going to have a lot of TV uh, pull list stuff in the next few weeks. And then it'll die. I don't have to hunt for news again. But uh, some cool stuff coming out. I'm pretty excited. Oish. What's happening in the world of gaming, Joe? So, <clears throat> I actually have a few interesting things this week. 
The Pokemon Go Plus came out this week, uh, and cool. it sounds like Android users are having a pretty rough go with it so far. Um, <laughs> See, I wow, was I didn't realize what I did there. <laughs> <laughs> a rough go. You <laughs> 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 even emphasize it a little bit. <laughs> um, that wasn't coming out until December. I didn't know it was coming out. It's it's apparently out now. If you can get your hands I'm sure on it, they realized that nobody was playing it anymore. Was like quick. Get we something gotta get else. Oh crap! Oh crap! Oh crap! Oh crap! Because we can't get trading implemented in yet, so we gotta release something else. Yeah. Uh. This is this is a weird geocaching toy. We gotta get something, another gimmick. No. We need more money. <laughs> but apparently, from what uh, our writer internally was telling us, like she she managed to get one, um, and she was saying like, it only uses pokeballs. You get one shot at catching something. So, like, if it's high strength and you have Ultra Balls available, it that. doesn't care. It's going to try a Pokeball, and if the thing runs away, you don't get a second chance at it. Okay. Well, that's, that's kind sort of stupid. So. Anyway. Okay. Um, so, somebody f- found a glitch on the Legend of Zelda for Famicom that will let you warp straight to Zelda. Well. <laughs> so, again, I heard Zelda. communities now done skis with this game, I guess. Um, say say what? Wait, wait, repeat it. I didn't hear what you said. I said uh, somebody found out a Famicom glitch for The Legend of Zelda that lets you warp straight to Zelda. Oh, okay. So, like, game over, that's that's all she wrote, Got I it. think. So. Like a Link to the Past uh, right, glitch. LJ says that's, that's not speedrunning in, in his book, but let's be... I mean, by speedrunning standards today, if you watch a speedrun of Ocarina of Time... They're grit. They they are glitching the fire out of that game. Like, you know, it's only entertaining. Have, so there's two different me. ways to do it. There's speedrunners that speed run fast as possible, and there's speedrunners who do it without the glitches. Yeah, um, that's the two. Different but you can watch both on TV because, like, uh, for Ocarina of Time, you can beat it in eight minutes because of a glitch through the Deku Tree. That as long as you get uh, into the Deku Tree, you glitch straight to the final boss. Uh, Link to the Past is the same way. Link to the Past, there's a certain thing that you do. You like move a statue over or something, and you are in the final boss as well. Um, yeah. But you can watch speedrunners who just do like actual speedrunning, and then there's a there'll be two records for each game. Okay. Mm-hmm. That makes a lot more sense. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. Some of those glitches, though, it's like, how did someone find this? Yeah. How do you right. know how to replicate it so well? Right. And do every step is so calculated? It's crazy. Yeah, that's why esports. You like, turn... I can never be an esports player because, like, people are looking at frames per second, and I do not have that response time. It's it's actions per second, sir. Okay. <laughs> so meaningful actions per second. Anyway, <laughs> uh, something I think that is really cool. I would like to get my hands on one of these. Poland has officially released a stamp with the portrait of Geralt from The Witcher on them. What? So you can get an official stamp if you're in Poland with Geralt's portrait on it. That's, that's pretty cool. cool. And then the last bit of news I've got for the week, um, Battle.net has announced they've instituted a change. You can now change your Battle.net tag mm-hmm. uh, for $10. Oh. And that sounds lame, but that's that's kind of in line with what Xbox ha- has done. If you want to change your Xbox gamer tag, it's it's like ten bucks. 
Um, PlayStation still doesn't let you. If you created a PS3 account that was, you know, I smell funny, you <laughs> are still I smell funny because there's no way to change it. You either have to right. start a new one or and totally abandon the old one or live with it. So, yeah. Okay. Uh, and that's it for news. Let's go on into the pull list for the week. I'm going to start, of course, as I always do, with the PlayStation blog with their yeah. pull list. This goes in alphabetical order. They're, they've got a lot of stuff. Um, the Bunker, coming out to PlayStation 4 digitally. Uh, as the last remaining survivor in a nuclear bunker, John's daily routine is one that keeps him sane. Uh, but when an alarm goes off, his mind starts to self-destruct. The Bunker is a live-action psychological horror game starring Adam Brown from The Hobbit and Sarah Green from Penny Dreadful with Ooh. the writing talent behind The Witcher, Broken Sword, and Soma. Man, that's like that's, a lot of big names. I was going to say, that's a lot of pretty significant names. I haven't heard anything else about that game before, though. Mm. Sounds um, like an interesting concept, you know, taking this, the horror part of a nuclear sort of apocalypse kind of thing. Yeah. But, huh. Um, Dear Esther, Landmark Edition's coming out to the PS4. Dear Esther's been out for quite a while, I believe. Oh, yeah. I think it came out... I think it's by the same people who made Amnesia, right? That sounds right, yeah. And Amnesia's been out, I know, forever. So Dark Dear Esther should have been out forever. Yeah. Pigs, those games. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the biggest release for the week, I think, Destiny's Rise of Iron comes out this week. Mm-hmm. Um, that's going to be PC. No, that's not PC, Joe. You're an idiot. <laughs> that's uh, exactly. Xbox One and PlayStation 4. I'm very frustrated with this right now because they offer the full blown collection, uh, every single, the, the base game and all the expansions for 60 bucks. Um, I mm-hmm. have found no way to purchase just this last expansion on the Xbox One. I'm told that that's available on the PS4. Um, that seems idiotic. I'm not dropping $60 on five pieces of right. content I already own and one I don't. That's that's ridiculous, asinine, and money-grubbing. Give me a way to buy the one expansion so I can get back into the game, or I will just not pay you anything else. So Right. I mean, surely they've got, they, they've got to have a way to buy that. I mean, there's no way they're going to try to stiff you know, their entire player base. People have stuck with them for over a year at this point. Yeah, that seems ridiculous on their end. So, over like two years, isn't it? No, oh, not over two years. Yes, so years. I've been, I've been living in the house I'm in for over a year. I know that I was in my previous apartment when that came out. So yeah, yeah I think it has been two years. Just about. My review of the original version of that game is on geeksundergrace.com. And it came out, so I know I wrote that within like two days of the game launching. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So there's a lot of uh, lack of foresight in there. Please (laughs) forgive that if you go check out that review. But feel free to let me know what you think of that review. Joe, you were an idiot two years ago. Very possible, yeah. It was Um, beautiful. It was just repetitive. We were so excited. The shooting mechanics are great, too. And at the time... You know, after two days of playing through the game and getting through as much as I could and writing the review, like, I didn't know that that was all the content there. Like, you know, that we're going to just have to replay the same stuff over and over and over again. Right. Mm -hmm. And that the story would be, like, more questions and answers and... 
And really, you know, in hindsight, that was my fault for not seeing it through enough before writing the review. I was trying to beat the clock. But there you go. Um, Coming out to PS4 or PS3 this week, Doodle Kingdom. Okay. It says it's a fantasy brain teaser where you can quest as a dragon breeder, warlock, or knight. So there you go. Uh, Jazz Punk, the director's cut coming to PlayStation 4 Visual. It's a comedy adventure set in an alternate reality Cold War world plagued with corporate espionage, cybercrime, and sentient martinis. <laughs> All right. There you go. Uh, Last Fight comes to the PlayStation 4 digitally. I looked up a video of this game. Um, it kind of. Have you ever seen Power Stone? It was a Dreamcast game that came out. Four players in a big 3D arena. You run around and like pick up stuff in the environment and hit people with it. So it's like, oh, there's a Coke okay. machine. I pick up a Coke machine and throw it at Jim Bob across the room. That's what Last Fight is. That style of game does not appeal to me at all. Um, but Last Fight is based on an anime or a manga or comic or something. So there's a fan base there okay. for it. Mash Machinarium, Machinarium, uh, coming to the PlayStation 4. That is a, a an adventure game that's been on a PC and I think maybe Xbox One forever. It's been out for a long time. So if you enjoy the like the point and click adventure games, that's for you. Skylight Free Range Two, Gosh Dween. I have no idea what that is. <laughs> okay. Yeah, go look that up on your own. <laughs> Slain <laughs> Back from Hell. Again, I don't know what that is. It's a PlayStation 4 game. It says you have to liberate six cursed realms from six deadly overlords. Uh, based on the art, uh, based on the box art, it looks like it's a 2D game. I don't know. Here's one with a crazy name for you. Tokyo Twilight Ghost Hunters Daybreak Special Gigs. Say that okay. again three, like, three times as fast. Tokyo Twilight Ghost Hunters Daybreak Special Gigs. <laughs> oh, that one. Such <laughs> a mouthful. That's a Japanese game, can you tell? Yeah, that's how you know. That's how you know. Oh, man. It says it implements the ghost system, which stands for graphic horizontal object streaming. I, I don't know. What? Yeah, it doesn't say. Uh, Tao How Scarlet Curiosity comes out to the PlayStation 4 this week. It looks very Japanese. Uh, oh, it's a fan-made action RPG as the infamous vampire cool. Romilia Scarlet and her dutiful maid Sakuya Izayaoi match wits with a cast of colorful characters, overpower enemies with signature skills and spell cards, rough up a few fairies and unravel a plot odder than they could have imagined. I really don't think they could have. <laughs> Pretty odd looking. Uh, Virginia coming out to the PlayStation 4 this week. Single-player first-person thriller set in a small town with a secret. There you go. And finally, Zenith coming to the PlayStation 4. This one actually looks a little interesting to me. It's an action RPG, and uh, it says it's uh, it's meant to combine the feeling of golden era RPGs with a generous dose of humor and parody. Humor and parody are things that appeal to me. I'm always cool with those. Mm -hmm. So, okay. Um, How's that spell? from that? Z-E-N-I-T-H. Okay. Cool. Uh, also coming out this week, let's see, I'm going to go through IGN's website. The Batman Telltale Series, Episode 2. Mm-hmm. 
uh, and Cossacks Three for the PS uh, for the PC. Um, Criminal Girls Two Party Favors on the Vita. Oh my goodness, that might not be coming out this week because that would have been on the drop, I think. But regardless, that sounds like one you probably don't want to spend your money or time on. Um, oh, here's a good one. Yeah, okay. So on Nintendo 3DS. Shin Megami Tensei 4 Apocalypse. And I've heard that this one's story is really much better than 4's previous story was. So if you're into the Shin Megami games, there you go. That'll satiate you for a while. Um, and that looks like it for the week for new releases. Quite a bit this week. Awesome. We got anything else going? Oh, it is. It's Wednesday. You guys are getting this. Uh, we are giving away game codes. Yeah. On twitch.tv slash Geeks of Grace at so Thursday at 5 o'clock p.m. Pacific Standard Time and then Friday 5 o'clock Pacific Standard Time p.m. And uh, Thursday is Don't Starve and Friday is Brawlhalla. I'm going to be playing Brawlhalla. Yeah. I'm going to be playing with at least one other person. I was going to play with uh, Jacob, but I don't know if anyone else is going to join me. We'll see. Yeah, Brawlhalla looks awesome. I've been wanting to get it last few days. I still haven't. Um, but you're uh, you can get game codes. So like it's a free game, which makes it great. So get the game, and then the codes we're giving away are for skins for the special characters. skins. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure they are PAX exclusive. I'm not quite sure on that. But I don't know if they're PAX exclusive. They are definitely like you have to shake hands with a developer to get these codes. Okay. Yeah. So typically. Yeah. So, they were courteous enough to provide us with each of these codes. Right. And I won't mess it up this time. So, that'll be good. Uh, we hit it one Monday, um, and it was a debacle. But uh, I figured out the issue, and it will not be happening again. Your face is a <laughs> debacle. <laughs> it was during this whole thing. <laughs> Scrambled anyway, around. Anything else out. going on, guys? Uh, we got Geek Girl Week going on right now. Oh, yeah. Hello. Then yeah, it's some pretty cool articles coming out because of that. Um, yeah. Just highlighting, um, you know, female leads and stuff, trying to give them a spotlight. I know someone mentioned in our community, oh, they only get a week. Uh, we're we don't have like a guys' week, so uh, you know, it's geeks in general. And then uh, this week we just um, in the industry, I feel like it's kind of um, an underdeveloped area. So uh, it's cool that we're doing this. I think. Anyways. I think that's it.